Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud Dave. Hey. So Dave. So Lou. We're in the middle of our series of episodes covering some animated Halloween specials. Smack dab. And I've got one question for you. Yeah? When there's something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! <laughs> That's right. So, so, Dave, I don't think we've ever talked about our fandom or fandom, loose fandom, for Ghostbusters. Like, I don't even think personally we've ever spoken about it. Maybe very briefly, or it was touched upon for maybe a minute. I don't. I actually don't remember. We did talk about the the toys, but where do you stand when it comes to the cartoon and the movies? Like, how much of a Ghostbusters fan are you? Well, when I was a kid, I was really, really into Ghostbusters, the movies, the cartoon. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't have a huge memory about the movie and like when it, you know, like obviously I know it came out in the eighties, but I have more memories about with the toys and the cartoon. I do remember this. However, I remember, and I believe it goes to Ghostbusters two was when that Bobby Brown song was on the soundtrack. It was it on <laughs> yeah. our own. That was yeah. like fucking everywhere. Like it was. that song it was. was huge. And I remember that was, that. A, that was a really popular song. Yeah, that was the the sequel that came out. I think eighty nine. So I don't know the year. Bobby Brown yeah. was. I think it was eighty nine. Bobby Brown was was happening. Yeah, he yeah. Was, I remember it being dude. everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, that's all I can really go with the movie. But like the cartoon, I had I had the firehouse. I had the um, I had the car. I had all the toys, all the spin off toys. Um, I have a very distinct memory of one of the toys that was a gun slash projector called the ghost zapper and by the way y'all should look up the commercial for it because it's fucking awesome um it is. so i remember so, it vividly yeah so basically it was just it was just a gun that had a projector in it and you would just point it on the ceiling or the wall and it would project a monster or like a ghost um and in this case, it was really more so a monster than a ghost. Uh, and, and you could, like, pretend to catch it, you know? And the memory that I'm talking about is I remember, and it was on a school night, was um, my mother was sitting, in the, was sitting in the living room with me, and we had shut all the lights off. She was just sitting there, didn't make a peep, it was very quiet, and I was just casting the fucking monsters everywhere. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so cool. And I just, I just like, remember that. Like, I, I could picture it. I could remember what my old living room looked like. I remember my mom sitting there just, like, letting me do my thing with this fucking Ghostbusters toy. And uh, it was pretty awesome. I, I wish I still had that gun, but uh, that was a really cool toy. I always wanted the Proton Pack, but I never got that. What about you? Yeah, I never got that either. When was the last time you actually watched one of the movies? Because the the movie, I love the original movie, is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I just find it interesting that you don't have as close a relationship to the original film as I do. Like I said, I, I, I really can't go back and jog my memory as far as the movie goes. The cartoon, I think, was always more the bigger thing with yeah, me. Yeah, that's interesting. That, because when it comes to like the nostalgia community, nostalgic community, all the 80s and 90s stuff, Ghostbusters is huge. 
just so to hear someone that likes the animated series more than the original film is that's unique you're a unique person dave hey i'll do what i can <laughs> so for, for me going back to to me it is it is it's one of my favorite movies it's probably in my top 10 favorite movies of all time i don't know where i'd place it but it'd be high on the list i, I know the the original film like the back of my hand as a kid just like you i had all the toys one thing I vividly remember two things, actually, I vividly remember that I had as a kid when it came to merchandise was I had a red backpack, bright red, and it just said real Ghostbusters on it. I think it had black straps, and I don't think it had any other characters, just the logo, real Ghostbusters on it, and I had the underwear. The uh, little remember, yeah, remember the underwear too. with the print on yeah, the back, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I believe the underwear had an image of Peter Venkman. I think so using his proton pack on Slimer. It's so weird. It was weird. <laughs> that was on the back of the uh, underwear. It was like the brief. And yeah, I just always loved the movie and well, both movies, the sequel as well, and the cartoon. So it's just always been a part of me. Um, and just something I always go back to. Dude, I could watch that movie whenever it's on TV. Like, if it's playing on AMC at, like, 1 in the morning and I'm just skimming through the channels and it's on, I'll turn it on. Even though I own it on, like, DVD, VHS, and Blu-ray, like, yeah. I'll still just watch it. Trifecta. And when it comes to the cartoon, and I want to just feel nostalgia, you know, nothing brings me back more than that opening theme song and the intro to the tv show where you have like the ghosts walking down the block Mm -hmm. avoiding like the trash cans and shit and then hopping into the logo like that just ought just brings me back to being like five years old and there's only two other shows that really have that effect on me and that's peewee's playhouse and the original teenage mutant ninja turtles and I'm, i'm a big fan of all three but i think I was more of a Ghostbusters kid than a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kid. And I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I think I just gravitated more towards Ghostbusters. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because I gravitated more towards Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's a that's a funny um that's a funny uh dichotomy. Is that is that a right is that the right term? I don't know. <laughs> but that leads us into the episode we're going to be covering today. And that is the real Ghostbusters when Halloween was forever. I wish it was. You say those things are your little ones? All things of the night are mine. On this night more than any other. For I am Samhain. I am Halloween. (laughs) So this episode was released on November 1st. 1986 it was part of season one episode eight it was also one of three halloween episodes you know i didn't know that and i'm not gonna lie as much as i loved this this series as a kid i have zero recollection of this episode so watching this again was like watching it for the first time because i really didn't remember anything in it so another weird thing about this that i noticed was it was released on november 1st (laughs) <laughs> that I, makes no sense. It's so weird, but you know what's funny? It's it's almost like a cushion for the for the post Halloween blues. It's like we know it's over, but here you go. Yeah, here's a Ghostbusters episode themed after Halloween. 
<laughs> and I feel like that's happened to a lot of Halloween specials for like series. Yeah. Like it comes out after. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like the day after or like a week after. Like I know it's happened to like The Simpsons because of sports and stuff like that, and other shows where like mm-hmm. I don't know if basketball or baseball or something's on, and they have to like reschedule the show when it's released. But I just find it odd that a Saturday morning cartoon that ha- is a Halloween special aired on the first. But I guess Halloween was on like a weekday, probably, and they just were like, "All right, Saturday morning cartoons will air it on the first. Yeah. So. This episode opens with a reporter outside of a building explaining that it's Halloween Eve. I love that it opens up on Devil's Night. I know. They I was I knew you were going to say that. And I hate that they didn't say like they didn't say Devil's Night. They just say Halloween Eve. Well, that's not a thing everywhere. Yeah, it's 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 weird because like no one really uses Halloween Eve. That's not a thing. Like as far as I know, no one ever is like it's Halloween Eve. It's always Devil's Night, like like your favorite night of the year. <laughs> I like I like Halloween Eve. So we see the Ghostbusters. Uh, they're in this building, and they're doing what they do best, and that's busting ghosts. And the Ghostbusters are catching these set of like hairy little ghosts that look more like monsters. Going back to kind of what you said before, on this series, ghosts never really look like ghosts. They look more like little creatures. I just want to say this. And, and I have this in my notes, and it makes me laugh. Just watching it, it just it was cracking me up. All these ghosts that legit just look like monsters, they all look like New York hardcore characters that all these <laughs> band logos would use, and especially that they do it today. Like, literally, they all look like something you could put into a a band that's recreating a New York hardcore sound and you just slap one of those monsters <laughs> with a hoodie on with their arms crossed and you have a logo. That's all it reminded me of the entire time I was watching this. It's an interesting choice though. And, I, and I'm guessing they did that to sell toys. Oh, probably making every single ghost unique and look more like a monster. I actually loved all, all the monster designs. That was um like as a, like as a show collectively, that is one of my favorite things of the series, is that all the monsters are cool and unique looking. So they, so they catch these ghosts, they exit the building, and the reporter's there, and she comes up to Peter Venkman, and he's being his usual cocky self, claiming that catching these ghosts was a piece of cake, when in actuality it wasn't, they had some trouble. You know what's funny? As I'm, so as I'm watching this, and, I, and I'm like, it's all coming back to me because I haven't watched this in a while... I'm noticing the voice acting, and I'm like, oh, that's just somebody who's biting off Bill Murray's voice. Because clearly, they're trying to sound like Bill Murray. But it's not Bill Murray. And I looked up who does the voice acting. It's Dave Coulier as Peter Yeah, Reagan. it is. I, I don't know. So here's a funny thing. I know he voiced Peter eventually. I don't know if that's him in this episode. Okay. I believe it's the dude that voiced Garfield voiced him the first season or two and then dave coulier i guess he joined the cast later on also arsenio hall voiced winston yeah my dude arsenio that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yo i love arsenio hall i don't know what anyone says he's amazing yo his talk show was the best it was great i my uh my buddy nico's linked me to something on facebook the other day and it was when he had he had vanity on as a guest and (laughs) 
and like he he's talking to i forgot the guy's name and he's like oh he's like i hope she likes me and he's like he's like i hope you know i'm gonna i'm gonna mack it to her and then she and then she comes out and he's so nervous and he doesn't say anything <laughs> and she's like he's kind of cute and then she does her whole video song and it's amazing <laughs> i have to watch that video i'll look at it it's you. funny art Arsenio, he he interviewed all the cool people like Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. Did I think Macho Man was on the Jason show too, Warriors. right? Jason, yeah, that was the talk show like people our age when we were kids would watch because Absolutely. just he'd get all the cool shit and he would do the woo 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 woo. Fucking awesome. <laughs> He was the man. So, he still is the man. He's going to be in yeah. Coming to America 2 that's about to come out. It's about the way it was, too. A lot of this strange things happened at this place. I took my grandmother. Like what? Give me, give me an example of something well, strange that happened in this uh, house. The, the, the wind's always blowing the doors um, closed all the time. And um, just weird, strange noises. And the lights go off and on, you know? This yeah. is very cool. It couldn't have been somebody hitting the switch? Freddy. <laughs> Freddy. <laughs> Freddy. Freddy. Freddy Krueger. So, back at the Ghostbusters firehouse, the crew start discussing how difficult it was to bust these ghosts and how it might have something to do with Halloween approaching. Uh, Peter notices that Egon is doing some research, so he's like really focused in front of a computer or something. He's he's doing Egon shit. He's just being Egon, and he asks him like, "What's up? Like, what's going on?" And Egon just kind of refuses to tell him. He's kind of like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Blah blah blah. Don't worry." He ignores him, brushes him off. So Peter's plan is to basically threaten Egon by telling Slimer there's a cupcake in his shoe. In his shoes or his socks, I think. It was his socks, actually. It's amazing. (laughs) Now, I want to talk about Slimer a bit because Slimer is such a lovable character, like, like in the show, like on the show. He's just, he's so important to the show. He's the heart of it in reality. Like, he is the reason the real Ghostbusters was so successful, I think. You can't say Ghostbusters without Ecto Cooler. And who was a spokesman for Ecto Cooler? Slimer. And you could think the marketing... So you already have the Ghostbusters as a crew who are likable. Now you throw in Slimer, who is now... Which I always thought was interesting how they adapted Slimer as their pet in the cartoon. Because in the movie... Slimer's just a ghost. They, you know, it's just a ghost eating shit in the hotel when they fucking zap him. He's actually like a bad guy. He's not even like a good guy technically in the movie. They're like he's the first ghost they bust. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and Slimer and Peter's like constant back and forth and how he's always hungry. They throw treats at him. He's always eating sandwiches and ice cream and he's constantly a pain in the ass. Like, the entire crew are always like, Slimer, why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And they they constantly hound him. But in the end, they always kind of, like, love him and care about him. And they always have to save him. But he's also saved them countless times. There's something I just want to add. We keep referring to Slimer as a he. We don't know. I'm, what What's now refer to Slimer as a it? Because we do not know its gender of a monster slash ghost. Dude, I've been calling it, him a he for for 30 years. I know. I, I don't think... I, I believe that they call him a he, though. They might. The, I think they say he. I think they say ghost he, Slimer. And another funny thing about Slimer was he was so popular. Again, he was on the merch and Ecto Cooler, like you said. And he was just on t-shirts. He was on everything, Slimer. That they eventually called this show Slimer 
and the real Ghostbusters, like a few mm-hmm. seasons later. Forgot about that. Yeah, and, and between him and Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, like those guys are what made yeah the Ghostbusters the Ghostbusters. Like that's like those are my dudes forever. Slimer and Stay Puft. Like anytime I think of Ghostbusters, I think of those two characters and just how vital they are to the franchise as a whole. Right. It was the marketing. That it was that that marketing of those two characters really like careened the entire fucking franchise of the Ghostbusters. 100%. So Egon finally gives in because he doesn't want Slimer, you know, flying into his socks to find a cupcake that doesn't exist. And he tells the guys that he notices a large increase in his PKE readings. That's something that like they always focused on in Ghostbusters, the the PKE readings. The mm-hmm. when they're when they're spiking, that means there's more ghost activity. <laughs> oh boy. And the reason there's this increase is because this large ancient ruin arrived in town from Ireland. I also want to mention that the way Peter gets rid of Slimer, going back to Slimer's whole his characteristics, is by tossing a lollipop downstairs like down the uh the pole that they slide he tosses it the shoot the shoot yeah yeah. and then slimer just kind of like runs downstairs to grab it and he eats it in one bite it's so he like grabs the lollipop and just like it doesn't even chew it it just swallows the lollipop and uh egon actually uses that lollipop against peter because he tells slimer that there's another lollipop in Peter's socks. So I thought that was pretty funny how they're just kind of assholes to each other and use Slimer to kind of annoy the other person. With snacks. We then cut to these two little demons who sneak into a museum and start chanting Sam Hain to this ancient ruin and they draw this like infinity symbol on it. It's never fully explained. Um, I believe the ruin is a clock. It's in the shape of a clock. It's like an ancient clock. Yeah. They don't. They don't I, really give us too many I details. It was a door- I thought it was like a doorway that was like unearthed from something, like a cave or something. I don't know. I couldn't. That's just what it looked like to me. I had to look it up, and I think it's referred to as a clock, an ancient right. ruin, like clock thing. So this releases Sam Hain from his slumber, and Sam Hain. Let, let's let's describe him a little bit. He's obviously a ghost. And he's wearing a like this purple cloak with a giant like popped collar. And he's got a jack-o'-lantern for a head with these little itty bitty like itty bitty teeth (laughs) that are weird looking. Little eye he's got like little little eyes and claws and he he's actually I actually like the design. He's really cool. He looks like a toy. Yeah, he's cool looking. So Sam Hain flies over New York and starts summoning all these ghosts to follow him. And you see, like, it's amazing. tons of... He's, like, flying and just telling them all to join him and follow, follow him. And they just they just follow him. I guess he's he's so powerful, he can control every, every ghost in New York. And everything turns to ghosts. So back at the firehouse, Janine hears a couple of trick-or-treaters and answers the door and gives them some candy. And another group of trick-or-treaters show up and it's these two little demons and i believe it's the same demons that we see earlier that sneak into the museum you know it's funny i totally forgot about janine uh when i was watching i was like holy shit janine i forgot about her and i always loved annie potts as janine in the in the ghostbusters movies 
So I was just that, that was just one of those things like, oh, wait, I forgot about this character. I was a little mad at myself. I forgot about her. Yeah, no, Janine, Janine rules. She's great. And then uh, she does way more on the real Ghostbusters than she does in the movie. She actually becomes a Ghostbuster, like uses a proton pack and everything further down into the uh, like further into the series. But going back to the scene with the two little demons that are pretending to be trick or treaters. So, yeah, they blow out this gust of wind at Janine out of their breath or something. It just kind of pushes her back. <laughs> and her reaction is, I assume, she assumes they hate bonbons. That's because that's what she's handing out to trick-or-treaters. So she doesn't go, oh, these are two fucking creepy demons that just attacked me. She just goes, oh, I guess these kids don't like bonbons. I guess it was supposed to be a joke, but it just comes off as she's kind of silly and dumb and she just thinks it's kids that hate uh, candy, this particular uh, candy. <laughs> Those are good goblin costumes. <laughs> so this incident with Janine causes the Ghostbusters to suit up and head out and trap all these ghosts that Sam Hain has unleashed th- throughout the entire city. And the music that comes on as soon as they rush out of the headquarters is awesome. It is. The soundtrack, like, on the in the series is great. Like, everything. The entire series has a great score. Even the updated version of the Ghostbusters theme from the movie is awesome. Like... It's just, it's great overall. It's Cynthia and Vaporwave as fuck. <laughs> so, we, we cut to Slimer, who I think is just kind of hanging out in the basement or somewhere in the, in the firehouse. And since he's technically a ghost, uh, Sam Hain is using his, and this is what I call it in my notes, his force power <laughs> to mm-hmm. pull all the ghosts, including Slimer, against his will towards... This area on top of a building where Sam Hain is is kind of hanging out, like it's his his club, it's his it's it's his spot where everyone's meeting. His lair, his lair. I love how in in like the Ghostbusters lore, ghosts always want to meet up on top of skyscrapers. It happens in the movie, <laughs> and it happens on the TV show. There's nothing wrong with that. So when Slimer comes face to face with Sam Hain, he tells Slimer that he has the stench. Of the Ghostbusters on him, and if he doesn't join his ghost army, he'll pay the price. I don't know what that is. He's basically threatening him. Sam Haynes got some pretty good lines in this, by the way. Uh, there was one line, <laughs> he's like, All not of this world come to me, and the world shall know, shall know only eternal night. I was like, yo... <laughs> These are song titles. <laughs> Fucking black metal lyrics is what that sounds yeah, like. awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so Slimer's with Sam Hain. He's stressed out. He's being held captive. So we cut back to the Ghostbusters who were busy busting Ghost. And they notice that their watches are frozen. They're no longer moving anymore. Time has stopped. Sam Hain shows up and he asks the Ghostbusters, Why are you harming my little ones? And he also introduces himself and throws some lightning at them. Basically, he makes his presence known for the first time. <laughs> and and Ray has a really cool line, too, because when Sam Hain shows up, he says, Halloween began as the Feast of Sam Hain, a creature of the night no one could stop. Something along those lines. And this is kind of where Sam Hain explains his whole scheme of how he's frozen time and plans on having Halloween night last forever. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. So Sam Hain, <laughs> Sam Hain was, 
was right for wanting that, man. I'm not hating on it. <laughs> so I have in my notes, it would be funny if we were part of the real Ghostbusters. And because we love Halloween so much, we purposely didn't catch Sam Hain <laughs> because we wanted Halloween to last forever. I just was like laughing the whole time. I was like, we wouldn't want this to end, though. So we might not catch Sam Hain. <laughs> in my eyes, Sam Hain is no villain. No. He is a hero. Not at all. <laughs> So, so in the process of Sam Hain, basically this whole monologue explaining what he's going to do, what his plan is, Egon flashes a light at him for some reason, which causes Sam Hain to scurry off and run away from the Ghostbusters. And that's basically how they learn oh boy. of his weakness. Like they learn what, what light is what can defeat him. That's what he's scared of or i don't think he can defeat him i think he's just scared of light which is why he wants halloween night to last forever and they come up with this plan to use a bunch of spotlights to defeat him or or to 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 kind of scare him and then trap him that's kind of their their plan in in stopping sam hayne so Egon tells the rest of the boys to run upstairs into the building to the roof while he gathers a bunch of spotlights. And we cut to Peter, Winston, and Ray kind of going up the stairs. And there's this really cool sequence <laughs> where you see them going through like passing these windows in the building and you see all the ghosts they're catching on the way up. There's like a floating pumpkin with like wings, I think. There's a mummy. <laughs> like, is yep. that even a ghost? Like going back to what nope. we've been saying? Like a random mummy all bandaged up shows up and they're like, you just, you like hear the proton packs going off. That's all right. I will take it. So they finally get to the roof where Sam Haynes gathering all his creatures and his ghost, his, his roof layer. And we cut back down to Egon, who's on the ground level, and he's, I think he's trying to put all the spotlights together, and he notices two ghosts randomly driving around in a car. <laughs> and his plan is to insult them, to get them to run at him so they can push lights and kind of align them together. And his insult is this. He calls them Zone dweebies such a such a hurtful insult terrible (laughs) for some reason for some reason calling ghosts zone dweebies really upsets them and and they just want to attack humans it's a (laughs) no-no there's also this really funny like funny scene where slimer and sam hain are together and i think sam hain's still trying to persuade slimer into joining his ghost squad and destroy the world and you know he's he's telling uh sam hayne i think he's kind of like in his slimer way that he doesn't want to join and he does i think it's called a raspberry where you go like Uh like you do that he he does that to sam hayne and sam hayne gets upset and like throws slimer into a pit of ghost and they all kind of like stretch him and fuck with him And, and i just found it so funny that that's that's also Slimer's insult to Sam Hain. That's what he's gonna do to upset him. So everyone's throwing these absurd insults at e- at each other <laughs> to piss people off. It's downright mean. So back on the roof, Peter, Winston, and Ray finally realize that Slimer is being held hostage 
by Sam Hain. They they didn't know this up until this point, which I did think was a cool which was a cool thing because they left the firehouse and left Slimer behind and didn't think that he's a ghost. Right. And that he'd be taken. They had no idea. You know, he would be taken from them because he he had no choice. He'd be forced into it. And Sam Hain tells the Ghostbusters um, to lower their weapons or he'll squish or like suck all the the life out of Slimer. So he kind of he's holding. Let me let me describe this. He's holding Slimer in his hands and kind of like smushing him together. Molding and every him. time he yeah, every time he does it, Slimer kind of fades away a little bit. <laughs> it's like yep. he's sucking all his life out of even though he's a ghost. So I'm not sure how that works with science, but he's 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 basically evaporating Slimer and Ray. Comes up with this bright idea because we all know Slimer loves food and loves snacks and loves junk food. Ray screams pizza. And this causes Slimer to spring back to life. He's all vibrant now. He's not fading away anymore. And break away from Sam Sam Hain. You know, breaks his, breaks his, uh, his grasp on him. And Egon in that moment turns on all the spotlights... And this causes Sam Hain to scream in agony and, and, and in pain. He's like, no. And they use their proton packs and they find, I think they, I don't know if they use their proton packs, but they do trap Sam Hain finally. They trap him. So we cut to the, uh, the closing of the episode. And, and, and this is uh, something I got a kick out of. So they're back at the firehouse. They're back down in the basement in the uh, containment unit. Yep. And the Ghostbusters are talking, and they're kind of just watching in on Sam Hain because they have like this little window in on the on the containment unit, and he is like so emo looking, yep. just sitting there amongst all the ghosts in a corner, and and I forget what Ghostbuster says it, but they're like he's just waiting for another opportunity to escape, and it's just funny to see him like like hunched over with his hand his hand under his chin, just waiting there. Tight. Yo, he's upset. He, like he's got a scheme. He's got to get his way out again. He waited twelve hundred years. He's got to come out again. He's just he's just waiting for another day where he can break free and return. While I was watching this scene, while they're all looking at all the monsters and the ghosts trapped in the containment unit, I was thinking it would be really funny if somebody took this scene and just looped it with the pan of all the <laughs> monsters and just put yeah. like. Some New York hardcore band over it, like Outburst or Killing Time, just because it looked like, <laughs> just like all the all the New York hardcore logos in one room, just dancing and moshing to it to like something heavy. It'd be really funny. That would be funny. I might have to do that. I think you do have to do that. <laughs> so so yeah, while they're watching Sam Hain mope around inside the containment u- unit, a floating jack o' lantern starts to approach them. And Janine flicks on the light, and it's revealed to be Slimer playing a trick on them for Halloween. He starts laughing, and the whole group starts laughing, and they're all happy. It's a really cute moment. And we cut to one final shot of the firehouse, and Janine uttering the words, Stop tickling me, and I'll leave you with that. Uh, the 80s cartoons. Look, don't make me come up there. 
I give you one last warning. Leave us alone. The spirit of Halloween cannot be stopped by mere mortals. So, as per usual with our episodes, we like to pick what our favorite things were and what maybe something we'd change or something we didn't necessarily like about it. And one of my favorite things about this episode was the entertainment center that the Ghostbusters <laughs> had in their headquarters. There's this <laughs> giant, huge speaker and like multiple gadgets and VCRs piled on top of each other. And it's just something I would want to watch movies on all the time. Did you did you pay any attention to that uh, to that? entertainment unit no i didn't even honestly i didn't notice it what scene is that in like it's the it's as soon as they are uh finished catching the ghost in the very beginning and it just it it's like a fade it's like a fade in to their um or it's like a tv scene i forgot honestly but it's like you see a tv and it's somebody on the tv and then it's this entertainment unit and i'm just like shit i was like i want to watch movies on that it's funny because i feel like the Ghostbusters always have cool shit in the firehouse because even in the video game, there was a video game a few years ago, and I actually recently replayed it. They have like a, an arcade in the firehouse, like that, that you see them playing at times. So, like, the Ghostbusters just always had cool shit. They always had like food and stuff in there. They mm, lived there, gadgets. that was like their home, technically. All the gadgets. It was, it was a, it was a, a play. It was like heaven to a five-year-old kid. <laughs> One day, I'm actually going to recreate that actual entertainment unit and have it as my TV setup, if you will. So, Lou, what was one of your favorite moments of this episode? So. One of my favorite things about this episode is the whole concept of Slimer being forced to join Sam Hain, even though he didn't want to, because Slimer is a good ghost. He's not a bad guy. And I think it's a pretty cool concept when you think about it, because imagine there was like this evil demon ghost thing, and you were a ghost, but you care about people. But since you're a supernatural entity, something more powerful than you can control you. And that's what happens to Slimer. Like he he's just hanging out at home in the firehouse, and he's like literally pulled out of his home and forced to join Sam Hain and all the ghosts. And it's just an interesting concept. And I feel like that's something that could be explored more. And it doesn't have to be in something like something to do with Ghostbusters, just in a movie or show. Yeah, I like that. Or maybe something I'll write one day. Who the fuck knows? But That'd like it's great. just a concept that's like if you were good, a good spirit and a bad spirit kinda can, can just control you. It's just it's just interesting yeah. and yeah i just feel like it could be elaborated on some more i like that lou what's another thing uh you dug about the episode dave so this was not gonna be on on my list of things i liked about it but it just so happened to happen and it was the part where ray is trying to get Slimer's attention from sam hayne with pizza and wake him up out of his little <laughs> yeah you know his little daze and literally, so I watched this. I watched this episode on the Daily Motion. So it was split up into one 10-minute video and then another 12-minute video. But the second one, so the first one didn't have ads. So I wasn't expecting this. So the second one had ads. So literally, as soon as they try to tr uh, try to lure Slimer back with pizza, 
the show stopped and an ad came on and it was literally a fucking ad for pizza. <laughs> so I was just like, get the fuck out of here. So that is my second favorite thing about this episode. Big Brother was, was watching you, unintentional, man. Yeah, the unintentional pizza <laughs> pizza ad that just happened to happen after trying to lure Slimer with pizza. So I really loved that. I was just like, no, there's no fucking way. But it happened. So another thing I loved about this episode, and I feel like it's something you know we can relate to, and it's something we've actually talked about on the podcast, is... So, in the scene, Ray and the rest of the Ghostbusters are walking through, I believe it's Central Park. It's a park. And Peter notices that there's lights in the trees. And he's like, oh, look, it's Christmas lights. And Ray goes, Christmas lights? It's a little early for Christmas. It just keeps coming earlier and earlier every year. And it turns out that they're not lights. They're actually ghosts in the trees. And... I just find it funny that even 34 years ago, people were still saying that Christmas decorations are showing up early, like in the middle of Halloween, just earlier and earlier. And I just think it's something that us Halloween lovers have just always been dealing with. Like Christmas, the Christmas season is right after Halloween. And even in the 80s, People were bitching about that. Yep. <laughs> Even in cartoons. That's, that's funny. You know, I didn't pay I really didn't pay any mind to that line, but now as you bring it to light, it really is it, it's it's funny and it's and it's it's ironic that it's still happening. <laughs> like it's just you know, it's like, oh wow, that's been going on for a while now. Yeah, but people always like people always say that every year it's getting like it's September, we're already seeing Christmas decorations. That's true. But in actuality, I think it's just always been like that. And we just don't know how to deal with it. We haven't coped with this concept yet. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I, I really do feel, and I've had this conversation with people. I don't know if I've had this conversation with you, which is, which is also ironic because we both love Halloween. But I was thinking about how... In like from like 2010 to like 2014, I feel like Halloween lost its spark a little bit. Like people weren't celebrating it as much, and it kind of just became a like, oh, like no one cares about Halloween. But then like comes 2016 till now, I feel like it like like it made up for that slump, and now it's like fucking full force because everybody seems to love Halloween now. And the like the like the all the decor and all the stuffs being put out much earlier than I feel it used to be. Like it starts at the end of August, like the beginning of September, which is great. I love it. You know, like it's just something that I kind of made a note of, like, and I've always thought about. Um, I don't know. Would you agree with that? Do you do you see where I'm coming from with that? Or um, I've always celebrated Halloween. Like, I always went out. Even in my early 20s and my late teens, I always went out on Halloween and did Halloween shit. I don't think there was ever a low period for me personally. Um, But I kind of see what you're talking about. I feel like now, in like July, like you go to a Michael's and you start seeing pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns popping up in stores. And I do think... There's more people talking about the holiday now. Like you'll probably you'll see, you know, even even like, doing I, this 100%. show, even doing this show, we've met people that you know have you know 
blogs and things like that that just focus on Halloween all year round, like us. So yeah, I, I definitely think the last few years it's it's become a bigger deal. And I think it's a good thing. Like it's it's gonna be I think it'll get even more popular. I hope. Obviously I so this too. past year this past year wasn't great for Halloween because of what's going on in the world. No, but, but you know what though? I, I think I really do think that Halloween did well this year. Like even even with what you know, even with the pandemic going around, I think people still did what they had to do as far as or at least celebrate it in a way that you could safely, obviously. And you know, it's just like it's just like when we went to the to that haunted house in the car with the Spotify playlist that you listen to and it and it and it prompts you and it gives you like a backstory. That's like a perfect way of like adapting to a situation and. Going for like you know like in the future, like that's a cool idea in general to yeah. do something yeah, like dude, that. Of course. So I think like I'm sure that's why it's going to be. Yeah, and 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 I think that if anything, you know, I think people have found other ways to just implement into you know into your Halloween regime. You know what I'm saying? I, I totally agree. It could only get better. Exactly. Here. Like that's basically how I exactly. see it. Exactly. I t- totally agree. So so two more things I want to mention that I enjoyed about this episode. Uh there's a scene where like this couple, I guess, you know, all the ghosts are running amok in New York City and this couple runs into a diner and they see like all the people that are working there. You, you see the back of their heads and I guess they're asking for help like, "Hey, can we hide out in here?" or you know, they're they're running away from other fucking ghosts. And Everyone, I think it's three people, they turn towards the couple and they're skeletons with like (gasps) hair and wig. And it's just a great visual. Like I just love the visual of of these like three skeletons. Skeletons are always cool looking in anything. So it's just cool to see like Halloween, a Halloween episode with skeletons popping up in some form. Yeah, I I did love that. And the last thing I want to mention before we get into our, our cons is the the song Midnight Action that plays <laughs> that plays throughout the episode. And I believe the first lyric is like Frankenstein is grooving, I think it's it's like such an it almost sounds 70s. Like yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> J- just to add to like a little like a little like a smaller favorite thing, there's there's a part where all the ghostbusters are watching like a TV broadcast and it's it's like a newscaster dressed as a clown. But like as like as a photographer, I was looking at it as I would wish I could take that picture of seeing someone dressed as a clown on multiple televisions in a window and people looking at it. So I was just like, that's such a good scene right there. I really love it. I do love how the news like the news broadcasters dress up as like full clown makeup. And I don't even think they mention it. I know it's Halloween and I, I guess he's just dressed up on the air, which is something I feel more more news stations should do. They should have there's everyone that works yep. in the in the broadcast dressed up as characters agree. for Halloween. That'll never happen, but it'd be awesome. But I just love how he's just a clown and he's like broadcasting like like it's basically the end of the world and he's just dressed up as Bozo. Right. And very deadpan too. Very calm and very like, yeah. It was it was, it was a good it was a good it was a good thing to add into that. For before. sure, for sure. So Dave, what's what's a con that you've got with this episode. What's something you didn't like too much about it? As as I was thinking about it, because it's it's a cartoon. It's what is it? Twenty fucking two minutes. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. You know, like they're fit so much into a twenty two minute episode, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, 
there was something that I thought was like a little dumb. It was when those two little goblins, ghosts, monsters, whatever the fuck you want to call them in this world, they just appear out of nowhere in the museum and just go up to it and draw an infinity sign on the clock, doorway, whatever that Sam Haynes being held in. And that's it. Like, there's no context to anything. It's just, okay, we know to draw this infinity symbol here. This is going to release Sam Hain. So, <laughs> you know, that's that was, like, really the only thing I was like, I wish they kind of gave a little more backstory to that. But whatever. What about you? My, my only defense, going back to your thing, my only defense of that, and the only thing I can, the only, the only input I can maybe add into this and give it some clarification is, in, in the series, New York is infested with ghosts. So I guess these two little goblins were like, let's unleash Sam Hain because he can rule Manhattan or rule New York or rule the world. And I guess that was their idea. And it's almost like they did it and ran away. So <laughs> it was almost pointless, but... It's like ring and run, except they're just releasing an, a, a, a monster and running away. <laughs> they're just like, all right, he's out. Fuck this. Let's go. So my only uh, complaint really have to do with how Halloween the episode feels. So besides Sam Hain as a character, the jack-o'-lantern head, and him wanting to make Halloween night last forever, there isn't much Halloween decor and stuff in the episode. Like, I feel like the firehouse, maybe the Ghostbusters could have put up some Halloween decorations just to add a little more oomph to the way the atmosphere of the show feels. Um, besides maybe the jack-o'-lantern that Slimer is holding at the end, I don't remember seeing much in the firehouse. And they seem like the type of guys that would decorate for Halloween, like to me at least. Um, you only really get the trick-or-treaters that Janine gives candy to. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Ghost Crash, uh, like a little kid's Halloween, like a little kid's Halloween party. Right, and I even think in they're that, like bobbing for apples. And there's nothing even Halloween decorated in that little party. No, it's just it's just a room. Yeah, they're just like dressed up and bobbing for apples, basically. And then the ghosts, I think, show up and take an apple or some shit. And then the the the, the bozo news broadcaster you mentioned. But other than that, there really isn't much Halloweeny like Halloweeny type stuff in the in the episode. No, there isn't. There was there's one thing I want to add about the the Halloween party. I think the apples turned into ghosts and monsters too when it spills over cuz they're red. So I'm assuming that the apples just turned into monsters and ran off. If I remember correctly, I think that something like that. either the apples turn into monsters or ghosts technically or the ghosts stole their apples while they were bobbing for them. Whatever. But that's really the only like Halloween like you don't, you don't see many trick or treaters or anything in the episode. No. It doesn't feel like a Halloween episode. It, it definitely does. No, I'd say, and, but twenty five percent to fifty percent. Half of it's Halloween because of the con, the I, the con, the whole plot with Sam Hain. Exactly. But the other half is just a Ghostbusters episode. And my other small nitpick. Oh, you got two, huh? You could always use more Stay Puff, man. There's no Stay Puff in this episode at yeah, all. It's not, it's not in it at all. <laughs> like Ray, sometimes I think goes to sleep. Or like with a little stuffed Stay Puffed at times. You see him with it and you see it in the background and stuff. There's no Stay Puffed in this. And you could always use more Stay Puffed, man. That's just that's just me. I love Stay Puffed Marshmallow, man. That's my dude. I think I said that earlier. That's my guy right there, Stay Puffed. <laughs> so I wanted more of him. There is plenty of him. 
you know, in the series as a whole. But that, that leads us to our, the closing, closing statement here before we end the show is, Dave, do you think this is a good Halloween watch? Do you think this is something that you should watch in October, September, you know, during the Halloween season? I would say so, yeah, I do. What about you? I 100% think you should. Uh, just for Sam Hain alone, like that character is just cool. It's just a, it's just a cool design. The concept of him wanting to make Halloween night last forever, and 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 just for something that's set in the eighties, like it's a, it's really unique. Like there isn't anything else I could really think that's like this with this this creature having this scheme and a group of people having to stop him. You know, it, Ghostbusters really did. They created just a cool concept with this episode. I am not leaving. I have come to give my gift. The gift of eternal night. Eternal Halloween. Eternal me. <laughs> so that was When Halloween Was Forever. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. And just a side note, for future ghost busting, you may not want to hire Louie and I, especially as Sam Hain is out, because we might not want to catch him, because we may want Halloween to last forever. <laughs> Later, guys.